Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 23rd is Jeremiah chapters 49 and 50. There is so much to cover in these chapters, but I want you to keep in mind as you read, not just about the specific people groups or nations that are mentioned. It's not just the Ammonites or the people who live in Damascus. It's what those places and their names represent. For instance, chapter 49, the Ammonites, who were they? They were the descendants of Lot. Remember, Lot had two sons in the mountains when he had run from Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was would have been left without a lineage, but both of his daughters decided to get him intoxicated, and each of them had a son by their own father. The Moabite people came about from one of those unions, and the Ammonites came from the other. But what does that represent? The name of the son of Lot who came from one of those unions was Ben-Ami. Ben-Ami means son of my people. And so when we read these, these pronouncements, think about the son of God's people, the son of Lot's people. Lot was rescued by Abram. He was Abram's, Abraham's nephew. There seemed to be a great uh, connection between the two. And we're told in the New Testament that Lot was indeed a righteous man. And so the son of the, my people was a descendant of a righteous man. But interesting, if you continue reading in verse 1, is he without an heir? And it's talking about Israel at this point. Why then has Milcom dispossessed Gad and his people settled in their cities? Milcom could also be translated Molech. Molech was this pagan god that the people worshipped who required child sacrifice. And Gad was a tribe of Israel. So why? This question is asking why are these pagan worshipping idol-worshipping, child-sacrificing people in the cities that are supposed to be where the children of Israel are. And so it's a rhetorical question, what are you guys doing there? And by extension, they will not remain. Why are these child-sacrificing pagan worshippers where the people of God are supposed to be. And for today, we could look around and we could apply this question, like why are the worldly people who really don't want anything to do with the true gospel of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ, why are they filling our churches? Why are there so many churches full of people who don't want to suffer, who don't want to be sanctified, who don't want to become transformed into the image of God. What are they doing there? And if you believe that this prophecy, or at least one layer of it, could still be for today, then you have to say, 
God is going to deal with that today, or at least at some point in the future, what's going, he's going to deal with what's happening today in the body of Christ, just like he dealt with it 2,700, 2,600 years ago. There's a prophecy about Damascus, and I'm going to skip through because I really want to focus on chapter 50 today. And I'm going to stop trying to do these 15 and 20 minute podcasts every day because I know it's a lot. It's a lot for me, but I know it's a lot for many of you. You have other things to do, I'm sure. But in chapter 50, this is the word Yahweh spoke about Babylon, the land of the Chaldeans through the prophet Jeremiah. Now, Abram, who became Abraham, was from Ur of the Chaldeans. So this is the same place that Abram came from, who later became Abraham. And the word Babylon refers to confusion. So it was a literal, physical city and there's a spiritual or a metaphysical or a supernatural meaning, a symbolic meaning of that state, of that place. So physically, people would go to this place called Babylon, and spiritually, it would be called a place of confusion. So God called Abram out of this place of confusion to a place of knowing God, and he became a friend of God. God is calling us, all people, anyone willing to listen, come out of your state of confusion and come into relationship with him. It's the heart cry of the Father. But what's interesting, in verse 2, announce to the nations, proclaim and raise up a signal flag, Babylon is captured, Bel is put to shame, Marduk is terrified. Marduk is a god of confusion. He's the god of he was that was worshipped in Babylon. The people in confusion worshipped Marduk. Babylon will be captured. In those days and at that time, the Israelites, this is verse 4, the Israelites and Judeans will come together weeping as they come, and they will seek Yahweh their God. It's very interesting. This is approximately nearing 200 years after Israel ceased to be a nation. But it's saying specifically Israel and Judeans will come together. So there's this hope of the reunification of the people of God and those who have been lost coming back. They will come and join themselves to Yahweh in a permanent covenant that will never be forgotten, in verse 5. Verse 6, read this and think about it in light of today's body of Christ. My people were lost sheep. Their shepherds led them astray, guiding them the wrong way in the mountains. They wandered from mountain to hill. They forgot their resting place. Now, in prophecy, in prophetic writings in the Bible, oftentimes hills and mountains refer to leaders, usually government leaders. Here it's leaders in leaders of believers. 
And it even says shepherds by name. A lot of times people equate shepherds to being pastors. And I think there's a some semblance of truth in that comparison. So my people were lost sheep, God says. Their shepherds led them astray. My people wandered from mountain to hill. That's like, they're going from leader to leader. They're going from pastor to pastor. They're going from church to church, seeking the truth and never coming to a place where they're finding that truth. How many people do you know who church shop, who go from place to place, but they never settle down because they, they're never finding what they're looking for. And most people don't even know what they're looking for, but they know that they have not found their resting place. It's a sad state of affairs, but it's happening right now. And many people are called the done group, D-O-N-E. They're just done. They've stopped searching in the church because they've come to the realization that what they're looking for is just not there. It gets worse in verse 7. Whoever found them, these people, these wandering sheep, their adversary, their adversary said, we're not guilty. Instead, they've sinned against Yahweh. So these people, these shepherds, quote unquote, they're actually wolves in sheep's clothing, are preying on the people, taking their money, leaving them broke and broken, and then when the people are left in a state of dysfunction because they have no resources left and they're brokenhearted and they just, they say, that's it, I'm done, I'm done with church. Hopefully they're not also done with Jesus and the truth. The leaders who took from them, who prayed upon them, point at them and say, it's their fault. They're broke because they're sinners. God is judging them. How sick is that? Later in verse 20, in those days and at that time, Yahweh declares, one will search for Israel's iniquity, but there will be none, and for Judah's sins, but they will not be found, for I will forgive those I leave as a remnant. There's a day of hope in the future for the true people of God, those who hold on to the end. Verse 24, Babylon, again, confusion. I laid a trap for you and you were caught, but you didn't even know it. You were found and captured because you pitted yourself against Yahweh. My friends, I see this happening today in 2023. I see the people who are opposed to God, who are standing up and exalting themselves and have no desire whatsoever to be aligned with the Spirit of God or with the truth of what the Scriptures say. They have exalted themselves and they have been caught in a trap. And the trap is, we the people are waking up. We're seeing the truth for what it is. We're coming out of that system of confusion. We are uniting together, whether it be in a home church or in another congregation that is that is truly spirit-led and that is not all about a heavy-handed leadership and creating some form of religion. 
Not that there's any perfect group of people, but there's there's a remnant of com- that are, who are coming out. And so the system is being exposed, and I think it's beautiful that we can read these scriptures from 2,700 years ago and see see them being played out right now in 2023. My friends, God bless you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And if this has been helpful at all, would you consider leaving a five-star review on your favorite place to listen, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts or YouTube? I would be grateful. It would truly help get the message out. And it's so much easier than writing a check or sewing into a ministry in some other way, not asking for donations. I don't want your donations, my friends. I just would be grateful for your support. Thank you so very much. See you tomorrow.